Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 2. We will break down the Thursday night football DFS slate, dive into the Week 1 main slate, and build some lineups on DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, and here to break it down with me, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, Sean Kerner, the odds maker. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, happy Week 2. Uh, this is always one of my favorite weeks because we finally have data to go off of and you know everyone's going to be overreacting to week one so week two is always one of my favorite weeks oh yeah great great fun betting week fun fantasy dfs week so uh we'll jump into it uh if you heard sean and i talking player projections this week on the action network pod welcome back uh and if you haven't be sure to check that out also uh congrats to our contest winner champ time thanks for the uh, five-star rating and review you can email podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize. Uh, and to everyone out there, thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, please leave us uh, a five-star rating and review, and uh, we'll pick uh, our favorite one each week, uh, and you can get some some action prizes. So uh, be sure to to do that. And let's jump in to the Thursday night football game. We have Minnesota at Philly. The Eagles favored by seven at home, the total 48 and a half. Who do you like in a captain spot? I'm going with Dallas Goddard here because uh, I, I think there's a ton of viable options to, to use in the captain slot this uh, slate um, and Goddard just might be overlooked. Um, you know, the uh, he didn't catch a pass last week, but he saw, you know, 92% routes run rate. So he's going to have his games. Um, you know, the Vikings use more zone than anticipated in week one under Brian Flores. So that could set up a better matchup for Goddard here. Uh, he typically, you know, thrives in zone where A.J. Brown and De- Devontae Smith tend to see less usage. So um, I-, I think he's a sneaky play where if he does have a big game, which is always possible, and maybe gets one or two touchdowns here, that's great leverage against all the lineups that are going to have, you know, A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. 
in the captain slot. Um, and Goddard's pretty cheap too, you know, for, for this slate. He's cheaper than Vikings third string quarterback Jaron Hall for reference. So uh, I, I just think he's a good play here where, you know, using the captain slot and then you could still have a couple uh, other studs uh, in your flex um, and, and have pretty good leverage against the rest of the field. So you're going to have to go with Goddard here. Yeah, uh, for me, it's going to be uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, he's not even the most expensive player on the slate uh, on DK, which I wow. always love. I think that is a, a steal, <laughs> you know, so I'm going to go with him. You know, still, I think, has that rushing upside. Played a tough defense against, you know, that Patriots defense, especially with time to prepare. Um, I think that was always going to be a tough matchup. This one, you know, we saw guys running open for Baker Mayfield. We saw that Bucks offense not really have too much of a struggle. So I think this is going to be – uh, a much better matchup for for Hurt, so love him uh, in the captain spot. Uh, who do you like for values? Uh, for my value play, I'm going to go with KJ Osborne. Um, you know, he might be overlooked after just catching three balls for 31 yards. Um, not that we're expecting much more than that from Osborne most weeks, but he saw a healthy 94% routes run rate. Clearly, the number two wide receiver for now. Although I do think rookie Jordan Addison will leapfrog him at some point this season. But it's I doubt it's going to happen this week, especially with the short week. Um, and Osborne, you know, he ran 50% of his routes from the slot, which led the wide receiver group, which is usually the me- best matchup uh, against the Eagles because you can avoid Darius Slay, James Bradbury. Um, although it does look like Bradbury, you know, might miss this week. He's in the concussion protocol, I believe. So on the short week, it's it's unlikely he's going to play. So that that does improve the matchup for all Vikings wide receivers. Uh, but, you know, Osborne's pretty cheap at 5K. So, again, you could take him, still take some other studs on this slate. So, I, I think out of the value guys, Osborne's my favorite. Yeah, it's still still playing as that wide receiver, too. Short week. Um, so, don't expect much to change there. Uh, for me, I'm going with uh, Alexander Madison in that mid-range. He's 7,600 on DK, played 73% of the snaps. So, we saw the Patriots backs against the Eagles catch – 13 passes so uh, Madison caught a touchdown last week I I think he might be uh, involved in the pass game uh, again and he's still getting most of the snaps Um, and there's a lot of shakiness going on in this mid-range you know Swift is a guy who's priced up here but we don't know you know Gainwell got pretty much all the carries in week one so if he's healthy then Swift is going to be overpriced if not then Swift is worth a look but overall I think Madison uh, for me is the value here because that's that's the guy I think Minnesota is going to have to lean on um, you know, more than usual in, in a tough pass game matchup. You usually try to run on Philly, uh, you know, to, to keep him at bay. But, yeah, Madison for me. What about dart throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Dart throws, it, it's tough on this slate because uh, it's such a top-heavy slate. So I'm really scraping at the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, I'm going to go with Ty Chandler for the Vikings. Um, you know, yeah. To your point, I think Madison was way more involved as a pass catcher than I anticipated. I thought Chandler was going to have a bigger role um, on third down. Um, he did see some third down work. He saw some two-minute offense work. Uh, but I think with the short week, he could see an uptick in both scenarios and a potential you know, trailing game script. They are seven-point dogs here. So, um, you know, he could sneak in a couple catches here, you know, maybe a touchdown or something. But uh, Chandler's my dart throw. For the Vikings. Um, and then on the Eagles side, got to go with Boston Scott. Um, you know, Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch last yep. week, which was kind of surprising, kind of not. Uh, but the Eagles only had three. They only went with three backs, which will help narrow down the touches, at least going forward, if they do stick with that. 
uh, Gainwell's dealing with a rib injury. So if if he plays or is limited or they only have three active backs, Scott could be in play because, you know, the Eagles could win by 10 plus points here. And Scott's, you know, potentially going to be seeing fourth quarter garbage work. And, you know, Boston Scott's always a threat for a few vulture touchdowns every season. So, um, you know, on this slate, again, it's pretty ugly for like these lower end guys. But, you know, yep. Boston Scott could be sneaky here. Yeah, you know, especially if he's going to be that third back. You know, Penny's like the Trey Thurman now of of uh, <laughs> of last year. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. Gainwell's health is obviously something to to monitor, but um, you know, Boston Scott, yeah, he's active and highest paid guy in that backfield too. So, <laughs> not <laughs> sure. a bad dart throw. For me, uh, I'll go with um, Quez Watkins for the Eagles. He outsnapped Olamide Zacchaeus thirty three to to seven. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, that was kind of a question mark coming into the year. You know, would those guys kind of split it equally? Would Watkins be the, you know, the the uh, the lone wide receiver three? And it uh, looks like, you know, in the past game, you know, he, 33-7 and really 52-7 to because Watkins got all the run block snaps. Um, Zacchaeus was only on the field for seven passing downs. That's it. So I uh, like him at 3K. And then Josh Oliver for the Vikings. He ran around on 31% of the dropbacks. That's something I talked about going into the season, that they're going to use that second tight end more, in even in the passing mm-hmm. game. So uh, he's pretty cheap for a guy that's going to be on the field about a third of the time. And uh, got to mention the fullback, C.J. Ham. Long pass to the fullback. Got a nice block from the fullback. How many tackles can one man break? Oh, look at the fullback. Down the sideline. We're doing our best to, to keep the fullback position alive and thriving. Make fullbacks great again. CJ Ham, 34% yep. snap rate, 22% uh, of the dropbacks, and he caught a couple passes as well. So, um, you know, I think he is a live fullback. We finally have one for uh, for these DFS slates. <laughs> but yeah, CJ, and he got three targets too. Three targets. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, we again, something I expected coming into the year. These backup tight ends and and fullbacks more involved in this pass game. So, you know, Oliver caught three balls for 32 yards, uh, and that, that was very encouraging. Um, so, yeah, I, I like uh, like these the big guys for the yep. Vikings because you got to you – know, you're not going to – I mean, if Bradbury's out, it's a little different, but I don't mm-hmm. think you want to just line up and straight drop back against that Philly pressure, with their especially with their corners on the outside. Slay looked great uh, in week one. So, yeah, going with the big, big guys for the dark throws. Yeah, and I just got word Gainwell – didn't practice today on Tuesday, so it's it's looking even dicier for him to suit up. So it looks like we will just have well, – I mean, it's too early to say, but it looks like we will have, you know, just Scott, Swift, and uh, Penny available. Yeah, and Penny, I would throw him in that dart throw as well. Oh, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, he could, he could just be that kind of direct backup to one of those guys to where – the mm-hmm. other two guys' roles might not change. You might just see Penny get the all the carries. This True. Week, so I wouldn't put it wouldn't put it past the Eagles. I knew it was going to be a headache, but uh, I did like Gainwell going into last year. I feel like he was the undervalued guy, but this week, yeah, it's not going to be him. So, um, got it, got to got to pay attention to who's active. But yeah, I think Penny would be in that dark throw conversation. Uh, okay, let's jump to the main slate. I'll start with stacks. Uh, you know, quarterbacks, especially. You know, what quarterbacks you kind of looking to stack. Uh, for for this week two slate well first of all I, I think you know stacking this lions seahawks game is, is definitely where i'm going i don't care if it's jockey I, i'm stacking it uh so jared goff i'm on ross st brown 
Sam Laporta specifically. Uh, it's just a great matchup for them against the Seahawks that just they could not stop Matthew Stafford, Tutu Atwell, and Puka Nakua. They just couldn't. So I, I think this is a great matchup for Goff. Laporta looked great. Uh, he saw a 72% routes on rate. So stacking those three guys. Uh, and then on the other side, I think a Geno DK Metcalf stack could be overlooked. I'm um, mm-hmm. guessing most people will be off Geno after just flopping against the Rams last week. Um, so like the idea of stacking him and DK here, sending it back with the Lions player on the other side. Uh, but Detroit, you, you know, they use a ton of man coverage and that's where DK thrives. Um, so love going back to the well there this week. Uh, and then I, I like a Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, George Kittle stack. Um, you know, McCaffrey and Ayuk had the big game last week, but that could easily swing the other way for Debo and Kittle here, especially against a zone-heavy uh, Rams defense. So I think Debo and Kittle might be overlooked a bit this week. So I like going with a double stack with them with Purdy here. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, kind of buy low on the guys that didn't go off uh, last week. And Purdy looked great. Purdy looked really good. Yeah, um, yeah for me, uh, I kind of a similar buy low spot. Joe Burrow going against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, he's down to 6,900 on DK. You can stack him with Chase and and Higgins, who also is a, a – all, yeah. all those guys are by woes. Yep. Uh, but remember, Joe Burrow's had some monster games in the past against Baltimore, and especially when Baltimore has an injured secondary. And Marcus Williams, the safety, is hurt. You got uh, Marvin Humphrey, the corner, is hurt. So, you know, Baltimore kind of going through some things. Injury-wise, we know Joe Burrow is going to want to bounce back and – you know, coming off that uh, preseason where he had the calf injury, not surprising against a really, really good Browns defense uh, that he would kind of start off slow. But I, I do expect him to bounce back against Baltimore. So I want to buy both there. Trevor Lawrence, I love in the shootout, potential shootout with the mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs. He's, you know, 6,700. You can stack Ridley. I just love this. You know, I thought he looked so good in week one. You could stack him with Ridley at 7,200. Zay Jones is way too cheap running around 94% of the dropback. So 4,700 for him. I, I like that stack. And then Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You know, the spare defense got no pressure last week. So we saw the the Packers pass game be very efficient. And, you know, Baker's super cheap. And uh, Evans and Godwin are both pretty cheap. You know, Evans only 6K, Godwin only 62 on DraftKings. Uh, so I think that's a, a nice cheap stack that you can lock in and, and still have a lot of money salary wise to play with for the uh for the other positions so those, those are my three uh what about four dart throws who do you like y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously huh uh at qb i'm going with you like i agree with everything you said about baker mayfield um i think he's the best cheap option this week um at running back uh, i'm targeting tampa bay as well i think sean tucker in large large gpps where you're just shooting for the moon i think he's a great flyer because Rashad White really struggled on the ground as predicted. Um, <laughs> and Sean Tucker looked great. So I think any week now he could emerge as Tampa Bay's lead back on early downs. I, I still think Rashad White's going to dominate receiving usage. I still think he's a great pass catching back. Um, so I want to get on that before that happens. Uh, you know, I don't want to wait till that he has a big game and then join everybody the next week. So I think this is a perfect spot. They're at home against the Bears. They're three point home favorite. So this could be the spot where we see Sean Tucker emerge. Um, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn was all pissed off. He missed practice and they, you know, benched him. So he doesn't have that much competition. I don't think they plan on using Chase Edmonds much. So Tucker is a dark horse candidate to, to break out this week. 
Um, at wide receiver, I, I feel like that Bernie Sanders meme at this point, but I am once again telling you to consider Zay Jones whenever he's below 5K. And this week, you know, he's playing the Chiefs, so it's it's going to be a shootout. Um, you know, you talked about that, you know, Christian Kirk is the odd man out, uh, only ran around 66% of uh, Lawrence's dropbacks last week. Zay saw, a, you know, he ran around on 94%. Um, so he has a ton of upside, and he's still below 5K. Give me all the Zay Jones again this week. Um, and then I have a couple of tight ends I think are sneaky. Uh, they're both in like the 3,300 range. The first is our boy Chigakwanko. You know, didn't catch a ball last week, but that wasn't his fault. He ran a healthy 75% routes run rate. That's what we were looking for. Hopefully Tannehill can bounce back this week. But love is upside here. Great buy low spot for Chig. Uh, and then also it's a good buy low spot for Irv Smith. I, I, I like your stack with you know, Burrow, Chase, and Higgins specifically. But Irv Smith, same thing. I mean, you know, the Bengals aren't going to average 82 passing yards every week. So he could break out this week. Uh, he saw 71% routes run rate. But more importantly, he was also targeted on 21% of those. We didn't even see Hayden Hurst really reach those those levels most weeks. So, you know, he could break out if, you know, this passing offense bounces back this week, which they should. Uh, Baltimore's tougher against tight ends so you know he's not like a cash game play but Irv Smith I, I think is definitely worth some flyers and GPPs this week yeah I mean and what you know if their safety hurt it, it's going to be a little yeah. harder with you know Williams hurt and that going to change some things up probably on that back end so um yeah I, I think uh, you know that whole Bengals I mean that was just a game to throw out that whole Bengals pass offense yeah. just a nightmare uh Okay, yeah. For me, uh, speaking of the Ravens, uh, I like Justice Hill at, at running back. He's forty nine hundred on DK. Again, he outsnapped Gus Edwards. I expect him to take over that J.K. Dobbins role. Thought he looked better. He's having a better camp, um, and uh, I think he gives him more in the passing game. So uh, that's more important now with Todd Munkin than it was under Greg Roman. So uh, like Justice Hill, Kyron Williams, another guy. You know, five K on DraftKings outsnapped Cam Akers fifty three to twenty eight overall, twenty six to four in the first half. So Kyron Williams is essentially the Rams starter now. And this is a game where we expect them to struggle, you know, and being a trailing game script against the 49ers. So that, that points to Williams over Akers anyway. I know Akers got the 22 carries, but, uh, that, you know, they were ahead and he only got 29 yards. So I uh, expected more Kyron this week. Uh, wide receiver, uh, among the cheap, cheap guys, Josh Reynolds, uh, 3,700 on DK, ran around at 81% of the dropbacks, seven targets, four catches, 80 yards. Uh, so, uh, and he had a fumble too, so could have had even more fantasy points if he didn't. Uh, and then Josh Downs, I think he's a guy to, to watch, you know, 78% of the routes in his first game, caught three for 30 early and then didn't do much for the rest of the game, but he looked really good out there. Uh, so I think he could, you know, their tight ends are kind of banged up. Uh, Alec Pierce seems more like a low percentage route runner this year again. So I think Downs could make some noise and, uh, tight end Dalton Kincaid, 3,300. Uh, on DK, 76% of the routes in his first game, something we kind of expected. You know, he's that essentially their slot receiver. And Luke Musgrave, 80%, uh, and he he had 50 yards So in his first game. So like the two rookie tight ends for cheap. Uh, it, it seems like yesterday you and I were at that Rams game, and I was screaming at the top of my lungs at Sean McVay to put friggin' Kyron Williams in there. Yeah, right? um, he was he, not only, you know, Cam Akers had a great end of the season, I you know, can't fault him too much, but he was playing Malcolm Brown over him. That's where I was getting pissed. But yeah, I, I think I was a year too early on him. Love that call. Uh, he's definitely too cheap this week, just based on week one usage. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, let's uh, let's go build some lineups on DraftKings. Uh, All right. I know your DraftKings lineup probably, both of your lineups probably killed mine. I had Mark Andrews in one, and then my Ah. receivers on FanDuel were like Jahan Dotson, I think Michael Thomas. None of them got a touchdown. Well, Um, they did better than, uh, I had uh, Christian Watson on FanDuel. They did better than him. Always somebody, right? Uh, that's part of the fun. But Remember okay, last yeah. year we would always set our lineup and then and we'd get somebody. the notification on like two guys that weren't even on the injury report ended up missing. Every week. Every week. But, uh, you know, that's what happens when you do this on Tuesday. But uh, we'll continue to uh, to do it. The exercise I think is still valuable um, and to hear kind of the thought process. So let's start on DraftKings. Uh, you went first on DraftKings last week, right? Yeah, yeah. So you, right. you get to go first. I'm going I'm to start out with Justice Hill on DK at 4,900. Nice. All right, I'm going to go with uh, David Montgomery at 5,800. Let's go right back to Calvin Ridley, 7,200. Nice. <laughs> you had him last week, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go with uh, Debo at 5,600. Yeah, he's too cheap. Yeah. Way too cheap against the Rams. I feel like he always goes off against the Rams, too. Oh, yeah. I think he threw a touchdown like a couple years oh, ago. Yeah, I think. Right. So let's go James Conner against the Giants, 6,200. Uh, I know you <sighs> like, like him this one. week as well. Yeah. Well, you got great underlying usage, easier matchup this week. Um, I will go with um, oof, too many options at quarterback this week. I'm going to block your Ridley pick, and I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to. I was thinking about it. Like you said, there are so many quarterbacks. I didn't feel as uh... – I can't let you stack those two. I'd be in deep shit if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take some Mike Evans, 6,200. Great matchup against the Bears. You yep. don't get any pressure. Um, let's see. So I have quite a bit of money. I'm trying to lock in a defense. I can't. Not as obvious as last week. I will go with. Oh, let's do it. Let's go Giants against the Cardinals. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I, think... I actually had my eye on a different one, so I'm glad you took them. Oh okay. Uh, <laughs> give me Waller at tight end uh, because I got Connor going back the other way, and. Again, he had 35% of the Giants' pass yards. Mm-hmm. So in a more normal game for the Giants, uh, I think he will do what we expect. And we still got questionable and uh, Kelsey and Andrews. So looks like Waller's yeah. off the injury report to start this week. So hopefully he plays. Don't get a late week downgrade or something. Oh, but, yeah. yeah no, go I, to Waller here at 55. He should be fine. That blowout actually helped you know get him out of the game and just rest up for next week. Um, I'm going to go with uh, whew, Chris Godwin here. Counter your Mike Evans. <laughs> Just I, I right. like both this week, and he's uh, two hundred dollars cheaper. But I, I love the matchup for both guys. And I don't mind that at all. I'll take Burrow 
at quarterback with the, mm. with the buy low here, 6,900. Don't usually get him that cheap. Yeah, that might dictate my next pick. Um, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take T. Higgins at 6,400. Right there with you on the buy low. But, I mean, he saw a ton of air yards for zero catches. So I think he'll bounce back with a big week here. And he didn't get a contract, right? So he's in a contract season now. Yep, yep, yep. It, yeah. I, I heard that they're, he might not be in their plan. So, yeah, it's – he uh, he's gonna ball out the rest of the season. All right, I am going to roll with let's go with Romeo Dobbs in the flex. Christian Watson is gonna be back, so I think people be off of him. But he had a really good game for a guy who only played two thirds of the snaps and was hurt coming in. So, yeah. uh, you know, he was a guy we like going into last year. He might be you know in that year two breakout in the midst of that year two breakout. So I'm gonna roll with him in, in the uh, nice. in the flex. Uh, I might stick on the same team. Um, I, I'm just getting really uh dangerous here I, i'm gonna take aj dylan um I, I like him right now uh even if aaron jones plays or at least i'm showing some value there but aaron jones might not play so uh, i'm taking taking a risk here going with aj dylan against falcons all right uh, so i have 2700 left for a defense and i am going to roll with the New York Jets at the oh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I mean, it is an underdog, but Jets D is just too good. And, now, and they yeah. have a dangerous punt return team now on top of it. So oh, true. Sign me up. Uh, they, you know, they 20 points against the Bills. That is, that's a pretty good showing. So, yeah, give me the Jets D 2700. That was a hell of a return. Like, I, I thought he was going to be down at, like, the 10-yard uh, the line or so. You can't trust Zach Wilson, so you got to punch it in. And he just made that move. Yep. My God. Um, yeah, that's a great pick. Uh, okay. So I have 4,900 per player left and I have a tight end and flex. Um, I'll, I'll just take my tight end here. Take it easier on myself. I'm going to have to go with Chig here at 3,300. Okay. So that, yeah, I just have a flex left. I have 5,600. We both got a Bucks receiver. So <laughs> I'll go, I'm going to go with, uh, with DJ Moore, 5,500 uh against the bucks you know mm. didn't do much not yeah. not too unexpected because you know going up against jair alexander and, and that packer d but uh you know justin jefferson went off against the bucks uh cousins threw for a ton of yards so i do think the bears will have to go a little more to more in this matchup so mm-hmm. i'm gonna go with him at the flex at 5500 i'll be 100 on the table man i really Screwed myself over here with 6,500. There, there isn't that many great options, if <laughs> I'm being honest. Um, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go James Cook at 6,100. Yep. Uh, you know, at home against the Raiders, I think they're gonna be a little bit more conservative, uh, this week. And he, he did see, you know, a ton of that early down work. So I think he could have a big game here. Uh, definitely a higher floor play since I, I did take a risk. With AJ Dillon, um, I, I like going with Cook here. Yeah, I thought he looked really good too. Um, just yeah, it's just a tough game against that. Johnny. Oh yeah, Br- brutal matchup last uh, week. Okay, so yeah, I got Burrow at sixty nine hundred at quarterback. Our running backs are James Conner at sixty two hundred and Justice Hill at forty nine hundred. Wide receivers: Calvin Ridley seventy two hundred, Mike Evans sixty two hundred, Romeo Dobbs forty eight hundred, tight end Darren Waller at fifty five hundred, uh, DJ Moore in the flex at fifty five hundred, and the Jets D. At Dallas, 2,700. Uh, what about you? Yeah, so I went with uh, Trevor Lawrence at QB to counter your Calvin Ridley. Uh, then I took David Montgomery. Uh, and then A.J. Dillon, uh, just, you know, trying to potentially get ahead of Aaron Jones missing this week. Uh, wide receiver, I went Debo Samuel, Chris Godwin, T. Higgins. Uh, tight end, I went with Chigger Conquo, 
think he'll bounce back after a zero catch week one. Uh, my flex, I went with James Cook. And then my defense is the New York Giants against the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump to FanDuel, and you got first pick there. Uh, first pick, let's see. Yeah, David Montgomery just sticks out like a sore thumb again. Uh, I'm going with him. Where do you have him ranked this week? Did we even talk about his rank? <laughs> no, nah, I think I'm going to have him. He's my RB10 right now. Yeah, so. he's gonna be, I think I'm like 15, but yeah, he's up there. He's definitely up there. And Gibbs is healthy right now. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, 6,300 on FanDuel. Yeah, that's that's too cheap. I'll take, uh, I'll take Keenan Allen, 7,800. Just missed a touchdown last week. Yeah. Down to one inch line. Uh, but look good. Caught six for 76, nine targets. So, yeah, I'll take him at 7,800. Yeah, and if Eckler doesn't play, that's more targets for yep. Keenan Allen. Um, I'm going to go with Chris Godwin again. I hate to be drafting the same team, but he's even cheaper on FanDuel. Um, granted, he is a better DK play, but still way too cheap on FanDuel at 6,300. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's only 100. No, he's the same price as Zay Jones. <laughs> That's all. I mean, yeah, no, I know. There's got to be some other <laughs> guy we can bash on, other than, uh, let's see, he, yeah, he's a hundred dollars more than Nico Collins. There we go. I'm gonna go with Musgrave at five K at a tight end. Those eighty percent routes, fifty yards, yeah, be worse. Yeah, I get to wait at tight end now. Thanks yep. for taking the honors there. God, and like all the top receivers have tougher matchups. I'm gonna go with uh, DeAndre Hopkins at seventy one hundred. Yeah, I like that. He should be they, – they, as long as Tannehill can hit the broad side of a barn, uh, he should have to. <laughs> he he, he was hitting Hopkins. Yeah, that it is was, true. It was Chick that was having the issues, but, yeah, Hopkins is fine. You got lucky on that cut. Like, you had the, the Titans plus three. Yeah, right? yeah. Was, they, I mean, that bomb – they should have – there's so many third and longs, they should have stopped them. Yeah, no, they, they were unlucky to get there. Uh, but it was like Vrabel was, like, trying to improve his against the spread record, not the, not his real record. Right, right. that field goal at the end, but yeah. it worked out. I mean, they could. They really should have just stopped him. So I get the thinking. Like they could, mm. you know, they could have stopped him. But it's just they that Rashid, Rashid Shahid bomb. Just yeah. Uh, okay, I'll go with the uh, Dallas Cowboys D at forty five hundred against Zach Wilson and the Jets. Oh God. Whoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, are they priced up more on DK? Why didn't I? They were like two hundred more than the Giants. That's why I was like, hmm. I wonder. I, I thought maybe you would have taken the mm. uh, just taking the Cowboys. My. Defense projections aren't as polished Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Uh, I usually take care of those Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a great pick. Um, yep, I, I like the under on that game as well. Um, man, so I, I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Lockett. Just seems like these like mid, like six to seven K range is the sweet spot on FanDuel this week. All these like top receivers are in tough spots and like overpriced. So yeah, kind of like these mid range guys. So I'll go Tyler Lockett. And he should be fine. He left the game briefly, but he came back. Like, haven't gotten any word on that. But he had a brief scare last week. Yeah, the whole Seahawks had an extended <laughs> scare last week. Yeah, those those 10 plays they were on the field for were not good. Uh, I got to go Joe Burrow again here. Uh, he's, he's way too cheap, 7,400 at quarterback. I'm just going to buy low all over on <laughs> Joe Burrow against this injured Baltimore secondary. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Trevor Lawrence again at uh, – <laughs> 7,800. I was considering Brock Purdy. Uh, yeah. I think he's he's pretty good at 7,100, but, you know, $700 more to get Trevor Lawrence against the Chiefs. Can't pass it up, so I'm going I'm to go with Lawrence here. Okay. Uh, I'll take some Zay Flowers at 6,600. You know, he was out there pretty much every snap for 
the Ravens yeah. from week one. And that was something, you know, kind of talked about for the season is this guy probably had the best path to be the mm. rookie that, that, that hits and has the highest floor ceiling combo. And we're already seeing it. He looked great in, in week one. So yeah, Andrew's back. That could bump him down a little, but I mean, nine to 10 targets for 78 yards in his first game. Uh, and got a couple of rushing attempts or two as well. So uh, yeah, love, love what I saw from Zay and I got Burrow. So going with Zay. I'm just going to lock in my stupid defense now so I know how much money I have left over. I'm, I'm going to go deeper down the list now. I'm going to go with the Texans at 3,400. <laughs> they they face Anthony Richardson, who looked great in week one. I, I think he finished like QB4, but his rushing upside might be compromised this week. So could force, you know, a couple interceptions this week. Texans defense isn't that bad. So uh, let, let's go the cheap route here. Yeah, no, Texans defense, uh, you know, D'Amico Ryans, he's no joke. Yeah, yep. So, yeah, I don't mind that at all. I'm going to counter your Lawrence and uh, and go Calvin Ridley again. Oh, damn it. 8,300. <laughs> you know, a ceiling game for Lawrence is probably a ceiling game for Ridley. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, uh, yeah, another matchup where, you know, eight for 101, one touchdown last week. Going to need that again against the Chiefs, so. Yep, damn it. Uh, yeah, I should have just locked him in. I have 7,500 per player remaining, so I'm going to I'm gonna spend up at running back. I'm going to go with Bijan at 8,100. Have mm-hmm. some fun here. Yeah, you uh, agree. At home. At home against the Packers. Yeah, he looked very, very good. Very, very, very good. Yeah, uh, and Algier still finishes the top three back last week. So yeah. I mean I called that all offseason. I was like, this yeah, dude, count him out, man. Like this dude is Yeah. Yeah, it's but yeah, Falcons, you know, that's what they do. They run the football. Oh. Uh all right, let's see. Uh I'll take a bio at running back. Let's go with Damian Pierce at six K. Uh, you know, called mm-hmm. it last week, negative game script, didn't do too much in the past game. Uh, but this week, you know, home home favorite against the uh Colts or are they a favorite I don't even know if they're a favorite but they probably should be a favorite uh but yeah they're at, at home against back the Colts. and forth yeah they're at it's... home against the Colts uh I think that should you know ETN Bigsby both of them ran well against Indianapolis in, in week one so I yeah I'm rolling with Pierce here 6k that's that's super cheap yeah uh, and Fanduel I think he's a little more ideal than DK so yeah give me some Pierce yeah, should be a much better game script this week. Um, damn. Uh, actually, I'm going to stick in that game. I, I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz oh. at 4,800. Yeah, he's he's too cheap. Uh, don't like the guy too much, but his underlying <laughs> usage is good. They actually threw a lot more than I expected. Um, even early on, they they were throwing at a higher rate than league average so you know could be a sneaky game here again he was wide open at times Stroud just ignored him so I think they'll, they'll come back Schultz's way this week uh, but I like spending down tight end it's tough right now with you know I wanted to spend up on Kelsey but who knows if he's gonna play it's just such a shit show uh, I'm gonna spend down at tight end here yeah no, I don't mind that at all all right I am going to go how much money do you have so I have 7200 for a running back and flex I think I'm gonna have to go with Connor again. Sixty four hundred. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, that he's that good is, on DK or Fanduel. He's yeah, that's just too game cheap. script proof, website proof. Right. Yeah. So now I have eight <laughs> K left for flex. Okay. Oh man, you could have really screwed me over there. I have nine thousand seven hundred left over. So there's only one player I can really get right now, and McCaffrey. that's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. There you go. Yep. I got worried when you when you took him earlier. Uh yeah. and I was like, he ninety five hundred is still probably too cheap for him against the Rams. Yeah, that yeah. Expect that defense to come back down to earth. Um but yeah. yeah, you can usually get the studs in a little more on FanDuel. 
for my flex, give me, you know, go Stefan Diggs here. If he had a good game against the Jets, uh, then I think he's going to destroy the Raiders. Uh, it is a, you know, not a great game script for the past, but um, yeah, I just like the matchup either way. Uh, so give me Diggs at 8K in my flex. Uh, so I have Trevor Lawrence at QB again. Um, I went with Dave Montgomery and Bijan Robinson at running back for my wide receivers. Uh, I went the middle of the pack route, you know, the 6,000 to 7,000 range with Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, and Tyler Lockett. Um, at tight end, I went with Dalton Schultz. Uh, and then my flex play, I spent up and got Chris McCaffrey there. Uh, and then defense, I went the cheap route and took the Texans against the Colts this week. I got Joe Burrow at quarterback, buying low, 7,400. Running back, James Conner, 6,400 at home against the Giants. And Damian Pierce, 6K at home against the Colts. Wide receivers are Keenan Allen at 7,800. Calvin Ridley at 8,300. And Zay Flowers at 6,600. Tight end, Luke Musgrave at 5K. Diggs in the flex at 8K. And spent up on defense with the Cowboys at 4,500, hosting Zach Wilson and the Jets. All right, that's going to do it for the Fantasy Flex Fantasy Preview episode for week number two. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full player projections episode, which is out now over on the Action Network podcast channel. And every Friday morning this season, Sean and I will bring back the Night Shift podcast, a special episode where we talk the Sunday night football and Monday night football, DFS slates, ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. FantasyWebs.com for our DFS tools and models. And you can find Sean on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.